Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of Sabbath Talks. This is podcast number 13. We're continuing our discussion on the importance of corporate prayer. We've been talking about it is important or the importance of churches gathering together and being led by their pastor or their elders and praying together. I hope you listened to our last podcast on the topic. We're going to pick up where we left off in our last podcast. But first, we're going to go around the room and let everyone introduce themselves. And we'll start with Jared. Sounds good. Jared Cress, uh, pastor at Calvary Hills Baptist Church, Far West, 1604 Loop, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, pastor Jacob Great at Great Commission Christian Church, San Antonio, Texas, at Frontier Drive. David Thompson from Northside Community Church, uh, there on West Avenue Street, just down the street from Saba. And I'm Rick Hudson from Lackland Baptist Church. And Jared, we're not in the far west. We're in the real near west, <laughs> just just near 410. So. <laughs> I need to confess, I've coveted Rick Hudson's voice as we've been doing this. Uh, <laughs> do you hear the, the rich timber? Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The rest of us have, he's got a good radio voice. The rest of us have faces for radio. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's how we make up for it. We've got a face for radio. We're going to pick up where we left off. And before I uh, ask our first question, let me just encourage you, if you're looking for a church home, look for these, uh, these particular churches because you know what you're going to get after you listen to the pastor's talk today. You'll get a uh, church that prays. So our first question is, what has been the benefits of your church-wide prayer gatherings? What are the benefits? Yeah, I'd love to answer that. We've, it's been extremely beneficial to us. So uh, I wrote down a couple things here because I know I'll forget it. But the first one is, is leadership development, though I'm definitely sort of there and presiding over the whole thing. Uh, you get a chance to use a lot of people in a prayer meeting, whereas... Uh, in a service, you're kind of limited on who you can call on. Um, and just the spontaneity of a prayer meeting allows for other people to rise up and, and voice things. So it's just a good chance. You know, I might pull aside before the, the prayer meeting five guys and say, hey, look, here's the topics I'd love for you to weigh in. And boom, I've created five leaders right there. So that's one way. Um, second of all, uh, there's a unity and a warmth that comes from a prayer gathering of it's just hard to hate somebody while you're praying for them and with them at the same time. It doesn't really work. So uh, I would say actually that prayer, corporate prayer is an antidote to a critical church body. Uh, so that's been huge. Uh, we've seen the results of that. Uh, third, there's a, a spirit of boldness that comes to people. And here's why I say that. If you have somebody that is hesitant to share the gospel out outside the church walls, but... Uh, They've started for the first time vocalizing in the prayer meetings things like, here's what Jesus did for me this week. It's a pretty easy leap to take that sentence that they uttered. And some people have actually never out loud spoken a lot of things like that before. They've never out loud said, God is so good and, and here's what he's done. But once they've said it over and over, they've practiced it in prayer, then they go out in the world and it's kind of like, hey, I've said that before. I can say that here now. So that's been another um, a good thing as well. Um, I'll give you one or two more. We This has been so good for us. Um, we had a, a business meeting that was uh, kind of interrupting our prayer time. A really traditional church, every fourth uh, 
Wednesday night, there was a business meeting, and we had such good prayer times that we unanimously voted to move that thing off of the prayer time. So I thought that was a, a pretty big win for us. That was a big effect. It showed our church uh, symbolically we're going to prioritize prayer over business. Um, and so last of all, I would say is uh, it, it's really convinced our church that we are a biblical church. And here's why I mean that. We've been preaching through the book of Acts, and if you're not praying as a church— and then you preach through Acts, you're going to get convicted because it's going to shine a spotlight on, man, look at the early church. Look what they did. And so for our church to be able to say, whew, man, I'm, we're, we're doing it. We're trying. It has been really good and confirming that we are trying to follow the scriptures in our prayer gatherings. I read an author the other day, speaking of the book of Acts, that said the, the church in the book of Acts was either going to a prayer meeting when something happened they were in a prayer meeting, like when Peter got released from the the prison, or they had just followed a prayer meeting, or they you know they get uh, told in the early chapters of the Book of Acts not to preach in the name of Jesus, and then what happens right after that event? They go to a prayer meeting. So I thought it was very interesting to reconsider the Book of Acts that the church was either headed into a prayer meeting, they were in a prayer meeting, or they had just gotten out of a prayer meeting. Like in Acts 13, where uh, God calls Barnabas and, and Saul or Paul to be missionaries, comes out of a, a prayer meeting. So what, um, what are some of the benefits? I think praying together, we invite the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit into the church. Mm -hmm. And this is very, very important because... This is what we grow the kingdom that we are called to serve. Uh, another thing that I want us to know is in the, when we are dealing with the issue of corporate prayers of the church is that it is the only key to the spiritual transformation of the lives that are attending and coming to the church every day. And it will be very, very important if pastor is the one taking the lead if prayer is the key for the spiritual transformation and the, the divine destruction that we are trusting God for in our churches, then if pastor did not take the lead, nobody else will do it. And looking at the life of Jesus, he led the example of prayers. Ever before the disciples wake up, we discover that he wake up early in the morning, go to a place to go and pray. To the point that it's get to a time that the disciples also ask, teach us how to pray. I mean, if they don't see him praying, they will not ask him to teach them how to pray. So uh, this this is very very important, mm -hmm. and uh, we we this is exactly what we want to do at the Great Commission Christian Church, and that's the reason why we are doing what we are doing. We don't just want to gather members, even though we are new church. We want to grow a praying church, and we want to do it by living it out. Yeah. Well, and I think that's exactly why God's called pastors to lead the church. We're not supposed to be facilitators necessarily. We're to be leaders. And, uh, and, and Jared, you had a great point a while ago, too, about your leading you pull some guys aside ahead of the time, ahead of time. You're still leading that prayer time by allowing them to take some take part in that service in leading in the service. But you're leading that by 
uh, setting the thing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jacob, you're absolutely right. Uh, this is, you know, what the pastor is supposed to be doing. It's leadership. You know, when I'm when I'm thinking back to as to what Pastor Jacob was saying, you know, we're we're praying depending on the power of the Holy Spirit, and so I think one of the benefits that we reap is we get to see God move. And we get to see God do what only He can do. We can see what uh, a good, uh, a person with good oratory skills can do. But you can see that at other places, in other events. But this is the kingdom. This is the church. This is the body of Christ. And He is the head of that body. And when the Spirit of God moves in the church, then something powerful happens. People come not just to hear a good sermon or a good message. They have an encounter with God. Like Jacob said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. I mean, wouldn't every pastor that's out there want people to come in and then just be so convicted by the Lord, so broken before God, that they would repent and just turn to Him and see lives transformed and seeing God do what only He can do. I mean, you you can't put a price on that, but there is a cost, and the cost is going back to that foundation of prayer. And I think we know that everything that we do has to be founded upon the Word of God. But I think another part of that foundation that we've been neglecting is that foundation of doing everything in prayer. You know, having God's Word, praying and letting the Spirit of God just move in the midst of the services. And I think that is such a benefit, such a a great thing that we reap when the church becomes a praying church. Your preaching won't be the same. Your people won't be the same, yes. or God's people won't be the same, yeah. because God is moving in the midst of that church, uh, not a strategy, not some you know, other thing that you're trying to work in there, but now the Spirit of God, the power of God is moving in there. And I think that is one of the greatest benefits, is seeing God move. I think mm-hmm. you bring up a good point, too, worth mentioning. We've been talking a lot about the, um, the midweek prayer service or our prayer gathering, but... Uh, not to lose the opportunities to to show people a taste of that in the Sunday morning gathering. So one one small way to take a step towards teaching people to pray that aren't going to ever come to your prayer service is uh, what we've done is I've tried to have no throwaway prayers, like no transitional prayers. I think pastors know what we're talking about, you know, traveling music to go from one place to another, like let's get from this thing to this thing. Um you know, and it's just, it's hard because the, the, the producer in us all wants to have that clean moment from, you know, from final song to sermon, from the offertory to the next thing. We want that. And so prayer is nice because everyone's eyes are closed and we can all walk around and we all do it. So like guilty, we all know we're all guilty of that. But one way to teach people is to try to uh, get rid of the throwaway prayers. And we were even joking earlier about some of the phrases that people use. It's like, Hey, what if we stop saying phrases that we don't really know what they mean? Like, it, you know, maybe you have to say, "Hey, guys, what is bless the gift and the giver, and for the furtherance of Thy kingdom?" Like, what are we talking about? Do we know what we're even saying? Are we just saying words? So, trying to make the prayer moments in the the worship gathering really intentional and really meaningful, I think, is a good thing. I want to echo that because a couple of Sundays ago, been very intentional about exactly that getting ready to start the message. Of course, we've prayed for an offering. We've prayed at the beginning of the service, things of that nature, gone through our worship time. And then now it's my opportunity to to preach the Word and to once again model that dependency on God. I will say, this is not filler. 
This is us going before the throne of God. And we all need to hear from God. And the only way this can happen is if God's Spirit is going to move in this place at this moment. So all of a sudden, there's, there's a change in the atmosphere in regards to this is not routine. This is going before the throne of God. And yes, we are in His presence. God is omnipresent. But now, we're, we're going to go to His throne. And we're going to ask God to move in this moment. So that as the, as the Scriptures are expounded, as God's Word is being opened, that God would do what only He can do. And no human being can manufacture that. And so there's this understanding that when we pray, it's not just me praying. I'll ask them, so you pray along with me. Mm -hmm. You pray with me, and we'll pray together and seek the heart in the face of God. Yeah, and your average church attender, I mean, if they've been going to church for a while, they know a real prayer, and they know a fake <coughs> prayer. And so when you start praying honestly and earnestly, they're going to be like, oh, this guy's praying for real. That was a real prayer. That wasn't just a uh, transitional prayer. And so they'll, they'll catch up to that. Or if it's a prayer that's more than 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. of course, you, you have to build that in, in advance, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so spe speaking of times of, of transition in, in a worship service, have you guys ever been in a, a worship service where all of a sudden you just begin to feel the presence of God and everything comes to a standstill? And everybody sits there quiet in the room because you know God's presence is there. Have you ever experienced anything like that? If so, could you tell us about it? I'll give you one example. Uh, every once in a while, you'll you'll do a song that has sort of an acapella ending, and it and it just kind of grasps the room. So I'm thinking of that one song where it's like, uh, "We'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the glory." Uh, Christ the Lord. We, that happened to us a, a couple months ago. I think it was around Christmas time. And we ended it and it was just like silence in the room. And there was just a sense of God's presence there after we just sung about giving him glory. I know that's not prayer, but it was still awesome. So I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> so we've had those, those moments, whether it's at the beginning of the service or sometimes at the end of the service when we have an invitation or altar call, whichever term you, you choose. And those moments of just God's presence just coming down. It's like I just say, you know what? I don't even want to leave this place. Like this is just like one of those holy moments. And, and you, you, you can't really do much. You can't say much. All, all you can do is just, you can, you can kneel. We can, we, sometimes we have people just throwing themselves on, on the ground, not in, in, a, in a crazy manner, but just in, in humility. Saying like the Lord is in this place and they're broken. But at the same time, their hearts are being healed and they feel God's presence just, you know, gripping their hearts like as it were, you know, with his hands. And they're just there weeping before the Lord. And you can't really say much then. To, to say anything almost seems like you're dishonoring God. Like you're choosing to say, no, I, I want to move you away, God. But instead, you just restrain. You say, Lord, please just continue to have your way. And it's in those moments where you, you just don't want to leave. There have been um, times I, I've been in worship services where it was very vibrant. People were clapping, and there were people shouting amen and hallelujah and all that, and all very appropriate. But there have been other times where it becomes very, very calm, very peaceful, and the congregation would just sit, and nobody would say anything because everybody could feel that God 
was really there. He was really present. Yeah, we, we know he's, he's present with us. We know he abides in us. But there are moments when you feel that. A couple of executive boards ago, um, I think it was, what, September or something, Tobias was mm -hmm. leading worship. Right. And, man, the, the Lord's presence was just thick that day. Can you imagine in a, a Baptist Association executive board, the Lord no, showed up? you can't imagine it. No. <laughs> he did. It was good. He did. <laughs> I mean, I could, for me personally, I could just feel God's presence coming down, and there, there was a sense of peace that went through the room right. for me. And, and I don't know if anybody else could feel it, and maybe it was just me, my own, my own heart and mind, but I could feel the tension that, you know, we, we all have stress every day. We all come to meetings and, you know, we've had to drive through traffic and deal with other issues. Then we get to a meeting and, you know, we're, we're just sitting in the meeting, participating. But then when God shows up, it likes it. it it's a, a soothing balm that, that just calms everybody. I could I could feel it. And then when it came time at the end of that for me to get up and stand, and address the group, I uh, I really struggled. Um, just it, it was it was so real to me. I wish it were that way in all of our executive board meetings, but you know we don't control the Lord or when He mani <laughs> manifests Himself. Um, we are are in a few minutes. We will be ending this podcast, so we'd like to go around the room and just recap what we've talked about. So what would you like to, um, to share with us as a recap from what we've talked about? Uh, just, I would say for me, just the importance of, of making prayer a priority at really every level of what you do. You, you can have a, a wonderful prayer meeting service, and you should, uh, but you can also find ways to, to make it a culture. It has to be a part of your Sunday morning, your Sunday night, your, your Sunday school classes, your small group Bible studies, you name it. Any level of the church that is, is just void of that prayer aspect uh, is not going to have the hand of God blessing it. So I would say try to put it in everything that you do. That's how you build a culture. Uh, I think to add to that, what uh, it, it appears to me that if we are going to build a praying church, we need to cultivate the idea of living our lives as individuals, as a church, and see if everything depends on prayer. Everything in the church, no matter how small it is, we need to take it to the Lord. Jesus never do anything on earth without communicating to his Father. Uh -huh. We don't have his anointing. We don't have his grace. We can't step our foot to the shoe of his ministry. Yet, this is a man, God became becoming man, and he did everything, not without talking to his Father. So, what can we do without him? Nothing. So this thing make the issue of prayer very important for us as church and as minister. I think the, the challenge would be just to, to be a person of prayer if you're a pastor out there or even if you're not a pastor. You know, if you are a member of the congregation, I mean, somebody has to pray and, and be able to, to seek the heart and the face of God and you know, just to be able to do that, and just like Pastor Jacob said, we, we can't do anything without the Lord. And, and first realizing that, 
that we can't do ministry without Him. We can't do God's work without God. You know, it, it seems simple. But just to encourage, you know, those, those pastors, those ministers, or members of the congregation, just to make prayer and seeking the heart and the face of God a priority, and then to follow through and actually do it. Yeah, and I, I think that it's important to remember that, uh, you know, leadership is, is key to this and, and who's going to lead the, the people to pray, and that's, of course, the pastor. But I'm, I'm one of those guys that, because of my upbringing out in West Texas and kind of out in ranch land and stuff, you, you work hard. And, and you've heard that old saying, work like it all depends on you, but pray like it all depends on God. We, we probably have that backwards. We need to pray like it all depends on God and then just go to work. Mm-hmm. And he'll take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of Saba Talks. We uh, are grateful that you took time to uh, listen to this podcast. We hope that you were blessed by our conversation on prayer. We would love to encourage you, if you're a pastor, to lead your church in prayer, not uh, delegate the prayer off to uh, a particular Sunday school class, but you lead uh, a church-wide gathering on a regular basis where you seek the face of God as a congregation. We, uh, We once again thank you for listening to us. Catch us next week on our next podcast. We'll be talking once again on corporate prayer and the importance of it in the life and vitality of a local church. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Talks podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation.